Today's episode is brought to you by Midtown Crossing Grill. Founded in December 2014, Midtown Crossing Grill is a locally owned and operated pizzeria located in the heart of Crosstown, Memphis, down the street from the Crosstown Concourse. Firmly grounded in the belief that unique, excellent culinary creations and attentive, welcoming service defines what we do. Midtown Crossing Grill is located at 394 North Watkins in Memphis, Tennessee. Learn more at MidtownCrossingMemphis.com or on Facebook. Search Midtown Crossing Grill. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Um, making it, do we need to just like keep talking until like all of our levels? Lisa, you talk. Oh. I don't want to talk. I'm on a podcast. I don't have to talk when I'm on a podcast. That's the rules. Uh, Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. This is uh, Loser. What? Leaser. I'll rip your eyeballs Leaser. out. <laughs> Welcome to Family Time with Moth and Michaels. Hi, Mothy. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> guess what? Guess what today is? Uh, December seventh. Yes, and we're also recording our next episode of Family Time. Holy crap! I had no idea. Oh my goodness. Well, um, neither did I until I woke up at three o'clock this morning and looked on my calendar and saw oh, Family Time in all goodness. capital letters. Darling, thank God it was in capital letters. It was. It's always in capital letters. I think, Shelda. Is it? Is it? <laughs> I think it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got our two guests for today hanging out in the wings. Michelle Edwards. Hello. And the magnanimous Miss Imogene Austin Grabber. Hello to you too. <laughs> but me and Miss Lisa are going to get the show started with just a little bit of rapport between the two of us. So because it's all yeah. about us anyway. It, so. I mean, it always is. Oh, yeah. Lord. We're, we're both. Lisa oftentimes calls us stage whores, which I am in agreement with. <laughs> Absolutely. But the thing is, like, I'm a stage whore with a, a microphone in my hand. She's a stage whore with a guitar in her hand. This is true. Mm-hmm. Or a microphone. Or a microphone. Because I go, I go both ways, remember. <laughs> yes, she does. Yes, she does. I feel, you know, I'm okay with a cucumber as well. Oh, dear God. No, no. <laughs> the rumors are not true. Are you holding the... No, I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. Put the visual out. Sorry, we're not there. We're not going there. Why? I'm just holding a cucumber. I love vegetables. Grow them in my garden. <laughs> I have nothing to say up to that. Of course she does. It. Of course she does. It. Once again, I have silenced Lisa Michaels. <laughs> That's really hard to do, too. Yes, which makes me a monster. You are a monster. So, it's been a couple weeks since we've done our show, our podcast. What have you been up to, Mothy? Uh, sleeping, um, eating sometimes. I've been reading a fabulous book about a gay wizard. Um, I took several bubble baths. Uh, I've been playing and getting to know with my new, getting to know my new cat, Scully, who I, you know, we're having trouble bonding. So, you know, I've tried, I've stripped down to my boxer shorts a lot and then just like held her. You know, they say that skin to skin contact is really, really good for bonding. You have heard about cat scratch fever, haven't you? That's Jackson, because Scully, <laughs> Scully's always trying to get away from my lovely partner, Jackson. And quit trying to put the cat in the bathtub at the same time, Moth. We've I, had this discussion. Dang it. Well, you know, first you said, don't put the toaster in the bathtub. And then you said, don't put the cat in the bathtub. What can I put in the bathtub? A cucumber. <laughs> been there, done that. So that, besides uh, personal hygiene, what else have you been up to? <sighs> Playing a lot of video games. Um, hiding under the bed. 
not answering text messages. Oh, I do believe you are a stage whore. Uh, I believe you've been on stages in the last few weeks. I've been on a couple of stages. Uh, I had my last edition of my show at Drew's Place, BAD, all capital letters with three exclamation points. And that was wonderful and marvelous. I've been doing that show since January, I suppose. And it's been a great turnout and a really lovely experience. Um, but, you know, Grandma Mothy is Grandma <laughs> at nine o'clock. She gets ready to like go to bed, like get her cup of tea. So I've got to take a little break from uh, nightlife engagements due to health things both mental and physical and just you know take a little bit of time you just want to you just want to hold on to your man i know oh well he's so darn if he'll let me he's so darn cute but he's a tiny hot little italian so the moment that i get my cold witch claws on him he's like john i'm hot really exactly exactly because he because he has a little inferno a little italian inferno i keep the air at a nice 80 degrees when i'm at home so oh mercy i'm a tropical bird i want to in my next life i want to be reincarnated as a lizard on a hot rock in the desert i would die (laughs) i would too so do you remember phoenix last year no 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 yeah Yeah. moth you have a a chance you could get Mm. oh give me some dry heat yeah Mm-mm-mm. you you be sick is all i got to say <laughs> well i have been doing a lot of shows recently i've been on the road quite a bit you've been busy girl i have you know and you look so well rested do i yeah i guess yes i, I got kind of worn out about a week or so i did three cities and three weekends i did nashville birmingham and new orleans Next month, I'll be shown performing in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Arkansas, and Atlanta, Georgia. Ooh, I, I'm so excited! The New York of the South. Yeah, exactly. And I understand there's a quite a queer population down there. Yes, there is. Go figure. Very vibrant. So, have you performed in Atlanta? Never, never. Oh, this the is only time first I've been time. to Atlanta is I spent the night with uh, Shelda's um, spouse. Spice. <laughs> we got there like five o'clock in the morning from driving all night and we crashed at this hotel that was horrible but we got some sleep and then we kept on going to south carolina because we had a show yeah so that's my experience with atlanta besides that fucking airport oh i've yeah. heard stories of the atlanta airport yeah no, i've only had a couple dealings with them but i can do without atlanta you can airport. do without i don't hate you atlanta if people are listening it's just your airport hi atlanta you know <laughs> most airports suck you know truly yeah yeah it's I kind d- of a dehumanizing experience it is and uh, i think that it kind of seeps into the walls i once saw i i haven't flown on many planes you know i'm just i'm a small town girl just in the big city and i'm still getting to getting to know everything i've been on a plane two or three times and uh when i went on a trip to portland I saw a gentleman with a rolling suitcase and a three-piece suit um, running the length of the airport. I suppose he was getting exercise just in between flights. And I was like, what type of what type of corporate hell does this man live in? He lives <laughs> in airports. Well, I can remember one I was time. Like, no, this is his life. <laughs> flying from Memphis to California, and we had a stopover in Ve- or not Vegas, Dallas. And I got off at one gate. And my flight was going to be at the opposite end and we were late getting into Dallas. So that's why we were running. So it might not because he's doing exercises because he's about to miss his plane. Oh, gosh. That you always know. happens in Dallas airport, too. Yeah. Dallas is a big behemoth. You, you know, yes. Atlanta Jr. I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, 
fun. I'm also afraid of heights. You know, moths don't fly that high. Yeah, and, and you're attracted to candles too. So what is your problem? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the self-destruction. Yeah, y'all aren't very safe. <laughs> I'm obsessed with self-destruction and copulation. Copulation. Do moths <laughs> copulate? Yes, of course. Like, don't, have you never seen like around a streetlight? Like, that's why we're attracted to light. Y'all are so that, fucking that's where, right under the streetlights. That's where the other moths are. <laughs> that's where the fun ones are. That, yeah, that's where all the fun moths oh, are. The ones who haven't died yet, because we're all living on borrowed time. Because moths don't have mouths, so just living off a of stored body fat. Mm-hmm. Moths don't have mouths. Mo- most moth species do not have mouths. Though there is one species that uh, eats plastic after it. It goes through metamorphosis. So, moths may be the answer to the microplastic crisis of, of today. Because microplastics are everywhere. Including or they may Antarctica. be the cause of it. I'm not the cause of it. I take no responsibility. You know, despite the many Barbie doll, the many uh, McDonald's Barbie dolls that I love to collect. <laughs> and the McDonald's Sky Dancers. Ooh, give me the girl toy. Please, don't give me the Hot Wheel. No. <laughs> okay, Miss Lisa, shall we introduce... Or rather, uh, let's let our first guest introduce herself. <laughs> she's a, she's a, she, I love you too. I love you too, Sheldon. She, she just uh, mouthed, pantomimed, just like, you know, a little love you or olive juice or it might have been fuck you. I'm not sure. It was one of those. It was one of those or maybe all three. The finger yeah. gesture kind of sealed the deal. Mm-hmm. If you, I'll give you, how about I give you a good, a good drag show introduction. Oh yes, now, now ladies and gentlemen, please stomp your hooves. Clap your hands, snap your fingers for the one and only Miss Shelda Edwards. Hello. Who happens to be a... A what? Graphic designer? A graphic designer. I was like, what am I? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I was like, oh God, what am I? What, what, do, you, what do you identify uh, as professionally and what are, your, what are your pronouns? My pronouns are she and her. Um, I do identify as a graphic designer, I guess, professionally. Or a serial entrepreneur at this point, now that I guess I work three jobs, and that's not counting any of the board memberships like that I'm on. Oh my Fun. gosh. Shield is a rock star. <laughs> you make cereal? Um, no, I don't make cereal. <laughs> oh, meaning that you you love being an entrepreneur. Love it. You love it. Not that you're an entrepreneur Or I just hate free cereal. time. I'm not sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, no. So, like, I work 40 hours a week at a full-time graphic design job, and that is super fun. I'm finally, you put in that, you know, arts degree, took some good use. Surprise! Um, Let's see, what else? I have my own freelance business uh, that I fondly use my favorite drunk introduction phrase as the, like, name. It's called Legend of Shelda. (laughs) Shelda sounds like Zelda, but with an S-H. You'll never forget it. No, but you've got to learn it first. You, you do. You spend you do. a lot of time correcting people I always have to overpronounce name. my name. Shelda. Shielda? 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 Shelby? Mm-mm. Sheldon? No, that you're really just duh. losing it. <laughs> duh? Just duh. Just and duh. Moth, I think she does something for us, too, if I remember correctly. Oh, Shelda is right. also the official Family Time graphic designer. So I our beautiful know. mugs that are on the tile for the podcast and soon to be... Family Time merchandise. Mm, can't wait. And uh, are designed by our lovely sister, Shelda. Mm, I do. And I love illustrating y'all. I, Lisa just got some new glasses that 
will need to be updated. I, I, I also got some round ones. You did. So, well, maybe we'll just have to switch them out yeah, every other I'll show. I'll just kind of like throw people off, you know. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Woman's prerogative at all about, you know. Can you update my graphic to fit as well? Because I feel at all times that my head is on fire. So can, so just can you just flames, add some flames? Just flames? Yeah. All right, yeah. You're a flamer, all right. That's for damn sure. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miss Shelda Edwards, our queer mover and shaker. Many queer movers and shakers in people. here. People still in the closet. <laughs> people. I'm uh, darling, <laughs> you were the first person that I met when I moved to Memphis. Sheldon and I went to the Memphis College of Art together. Sure and I was moving into my little dorm, mm. um, which I'm sure that, like, if you met me on the stairs. I did. I met you on the stairs. Then, like, my mother must have been, like, galloping behind me. Yeah, close and tow. She was yeah. walking past us a lot. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, you know, I was like, hello, darling. What's your name? And, yeah. Like, I was like, I'm Shelda. And I was like, Zelda? I was like, Zelda. Close, <laughs> close. No, no. You got way too overexcited. I, you just hear the uh, duh. <laughs> you're like, wait. I was also so nervous because, you know, like I said, I'm a small town girl. And this is my first time <laughs> yes. in the big city. I was going to get to go to art college. Though it was my fourth choice, art college. Fourth choice. Nobody wow. else gave me like money. Stabbed me. That was my first. <laughs> really? Yes. That's a, You see, that's. But it was, you know, the student body at. Memphis College of Art was wonderful. It, it, that was my favorite part. It mimicked my like high school experience, which was also very small. My high school was actually smaller than MCA. <laughs> okay, so three hundred so, people because MCA was was five hundred. It was about five. It, actually, no, it was barely. It was it was nine hundred the year after I graduated. My high school was so that was the biggest it had ever been. Ever. Baby boom. Yeah, so like <laughs> apparently, but so it was it was between. I guess I want to say 800 and 500 for sure. Zelda, so. two things. Tell the tell our listeners where you grew up and oh tell them about your Katrina story. You oh have God. to. Ooh. This is in reference to Hurricane Katrina or Katrina Coleman? No. Comic. The, well, they're both They're both similar, hurricanes. Right? They're both hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I grew up in uh, Long Beach, uh, Mississippi. I know you have never heard of it because who the hell would? It's near Gulfport Biloxi area, and most people know exactly where that is. Yeah, see, I see some nods. I'm from Picayune, Mississippi. Okay, Picayune, Picayune, yes. Mississippi. No, you're same. That's basically the same place. Let's yeah. be real. It is. Family. It is family <laughs> um, time. Y'all are yes. probably like third cousins. We've got to be related. Everyone is. Um, down here at least and then, my katrina story which one the one that i went out in the eye of the storm yes okay yeah 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 so i was i was like 13 when katrina hit so you know eighth grade we started for a week we went out for a month um and i slept through half hurricane katrina i'm not gonna lie but i totally woke up during the eye of the storm going over my like neighborhood my family stayed during during the during Katrina, you just boarded up yeah, the windows. Yeah, we just, we just like, boarded up the windows. It ain't gonna be that bad. It'll be fine. <laughs> and then I watched my treehouse fall in the backyard. That was lots of childhood memories. Um, That's a scene for a memoir right yeah, there. Yeah. I just I watched it, took down the pecan tree. It was awful. Yeah, pecan trees are hard to take down too. The pecan tree. It's a, it's a big tree. Um, but I went out during the storm and like walked around, took some photos, hollered at the neighbors across the way because there was like three of us that decided to stay in our whole little neighborhood for some reason. Luckily, our house was the only one that didn't have the roof start uh, like falling in basically. Hmm. So. Damn. 
That's good. Lucky you. you. It was good. <laughs> we were able to like help folks. We traded generators. It was fun. And you were only a few blocks away from a lot of damage, right? Probably about, I would say, 12 blocks roughly from the beach. So and everything that was south of the railroad tracks. So there's probably about, I would say, like maybe five blocks or so south of the tracks was just gone. I was just gone. Yeah. Damn, crazy. as they say down here in the south. Just yeah. like my drag yeah. career after I left Facebook. But then it uh, recovered. <laughs> <laughs> Imogen can tell you about that. I left, no, I left you're Facebook. not on Facebook, Moth? Oh, no, I'm, I, I don't dance with the blue devil and I never will again. It's fun because now I get to answer all of your messages <laughs> on the Facebook page for Moth and Michael. All the sl- and they're like, hey, Moth. Da, da, da. I'm like, nope, this is not Moth. Or Lisa. It's fine. <laughs> You know how, you so know how thank, I met Shelda. Thank you. For that. <laughs> thank you. you know I'm how just I met your secretary Shelda. now. It's oh, okay. No. <laughs> oh, Shelda from the secretarial pool. <laughs> she already has the glasses. I do. What were you saying, Lisa? You know how I met Shelda? Shelda married one of my best friends in the whole world. Oh, that's oh, right. That was fun. We got married. Oh my gosh. How many months has it been now? I guess in September. Yeah. September, September, October, December, Right? November, December. I can't I can't do months, y'all. <laughs> after after the age of twenty three, time doesn't it really that doesn't really mean anything anymore. No, and who did you marry? Cole Bradley. Yes, you did. Cole Bradley is an awesome human being that we need to have on the show at some time in the yes, future. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Hey Cole, we're gonna get you soon. Soon. That sounds vaguely or Cole will get us. Cole will probably get us at some Cole point. Cole is time. my nemesis. We we go we did a show It's a sugar and spice we did a situation. Show at, um, MS or um, Hello. Memphis University. Oh U of M. Hello. <laughs> I'm brain dead. And there was the Stonewall Tigers. And me and Cole, when we get around each other, we just go back and forth, right? And somebody got like are they they were shocked, like, are they for real? You know, <laughs> no, we're not for real. We just talk a lot of bullshit. None of us are. That's the fun of being in Memphis. It is. It's like living in a city with a bunch of your imaginary friends <laughs> who are do happen to be flesh and blood. But. Yeah, but everyone's pretty magical here. So. We are. This Memphis is, is a magical city. Yeah, that's totally what made me stay. If only we could get like a light rail. Mm, if only. It'll only take 25 more years. It's okay. We have bird scooters now. Hey, and we do have lights on the bridge. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Those lights on the bridge are awesome. Oh, they look super cool. I don't know why it took us so long, but that was one of the best decisions, I think, like visually the school, the school uh, city could do. I mean, Memphis will school you in many ways. It will. Many ways. So, Miss Shella Edwards. Tell me a little bit about, uh, so, you know, you're our graphic designer, so we're an ongoing project, and a project we are, yes. I know, apologies, <laughs> <laughs> but we love you and thank you for yeah. taking on um, Us. this endeavor. <laughs> Us. I mean, um, I, have some, I have some fun clients for sure. Uh, I think Gil over there could tell you that for <laughs> knowing for a fact uh, from his own family. Um I mean, it's where we all just are friends working together. It's great. Speaking of friends working together, I also do a group called the Hive Collective. Which is, what's my next question? I really want you to tell our listeners about the Hive. So the Hive is an online community of freelance graphic designers, illustrators, filmmakers. We even have some copywriters in there. Let's see what else we have. We have a CPA. We We have our own accountant. Isn't that great? Oh, I was about to mm-hmm. say. Okay, so someone with medical training, medical. CPR. Oh, CPA. CPA. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh goodness. 
Yeah, no, someone that can tell us how to manage our money because we don't know how. Me neither. Of course not. Creative people don't know how to do that. Call her out to say sorry. Um, Let's see. And basically what we do is we come together and we share resources. So we use like an online messaging app called Slack. Um, I hear about Slack a lot. I don't understand it, but it sounds cool. That's what you do, Ma, not what you do. Slack off. Lisa, you don't have to rub it in. I'm sorry. So Slack. Um, Yeah, so Slack. And it's just basically, yeah, it's just like a big messaging group. Um, And we've word of mouth grown since like 2017 to, uh, how many members do we have? I haven't looked lately. Probably in the 70s or 80s because I've had to cull through it. Um, But we hang out, we tell each other jokes, we share resources like different fonts that we're liking right now or like, oh, someone shared this really cool, um, it's super, it's so, it sounds really lame once I say it out loud, but like this really cool retro type, um, it's like textures and fonts and mock-ups and all of that stuff for like half price of what it would have been. And it's just like, wait, this is a real resource that we can use. Um, but otherwise, let's say we talk about money and a safe space because, oh my God, I was so undercharging myself before I started this really? thing. Oh, yeah. I was like, let's see, about $300, un- like like not charging my my clients for things. And everyone else I know that's doing the same kind of work or, you know, around in different areas, like, how would I have known if I didn't talk to them? As a creative, it is really easy to just feel like you're like floating out in the ocean. Like We're a lot of the time the when, dark. when I charge for work or for gigs, like mm-hmm. I just kind of pull yeah. out an arbitrary number. Yeah, it's a guessing game and we can play the guessing game together because other people see your value so much more than you do. And I that sure has been one of the so. most like helpful things ever. Um, the collective has definitely helped me and my own personal confidence grow because like, let's see, back in 2017, when I started it, I was definitely feeling pretty down on myself. I had just like lost my job right before Christmas that year, like the year before. And I was, I was like working kind of odd jobs and kind of trying to build up my freelance career. But like, I knew I already had this network, but I was like, where do I find this network? Is it Facebook? Which... I know your opinion of Facebook already. Um, is it Instagram? Is it Twitter? But like all of those seem so broad, you know? How does one join the hive? So it's pretty much a word of mouth situation where we've just like asked each other, you know, someone's like, hey, I do this thing and I think you would be a great voice to our community. And we have an email uh, that you can just like send an inquiry to. We also have a website, um, thehivecollective.com. Well, it's like the hive collective is like chopped up. So it's like clctv.com. Welcome to um, the late internet. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you got to get creative. You do. You have to get real creative. Um, but you just send an invite and I send you, I send you the link to, to sign up for Slack and it gets you in. It's a free resource. So like, no, I don't make anyone pay to hang out with us online. You just have to look at our cat. Why videos. have you been charging me all this time? Then? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have said that out loud. Should I? Um, but I mean, it's, it's just a fun place. Um, I'll have to give you my card yes. because, you know, we have more in common, too. Oh, I don't I'm think I knew this. I'm also a graphic designer. <gasps> I had no idea. Y'all didn't tell me this. <clears throat> yeah. I have, yeah. A, I have oh, an I MFA know. in graphic design, and, and I teach graphic design at the U of M. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Ooh, we should talk. We'll definitely need to. Sounds like a great source for my students. It as well. would be, yeah, yeah. It would be seniors that have graduated. Oh, Synergy. most definitely, because we we even have like things like 
we share opportunities that are going on in town. So like if there are like a job opening somewhere, someone will be like, hey, this business is looking for a new designer. If anyone's interested, let me know. And we can connect you to those kind of jobs before they go out into like just the masses of online job hunting. Um, and it's almost for sure known that like anyone in our group, like we kind of vet them a little, you know, so we're all quality designers for sure. Lovely, sweet people. Hopefully you don't haze them. No, there's we no, don't. There's, there's no, no ritual. Hazing. There is no ritual. There's no hazing. Though we do shower them with bee puns when they oh, when they course. come in. So it's just a lot of bee puns. Oh, look at the newbie. Oh my gosh. Oh, but that's like it sounds like you're really creating. Yeah, you you saw the need mm-hmm. for to surround yourself with. like-minded culture which has now you know flowered into yeah let's see well it's flowered into a lot of physical spaces uh, that i had never really planned for it to go because i figured like oh we all do our own kinds of stuff physical like in physical spaces why not i just have this one space well the more that we hung out and we're doing stuff together and talking about things the more i realized that they wanted to create a space in real in real time so we did our first pop-up back in August on Main Street for a whole month. Talk about ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also working like 40 hours a week. and it was, Only. It was only. <laughs> that wasn't on top of my freelance and this. So, um, Overachiever. Uh, just mm-hmm. a little. Memphis is full of them. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. But it was fun. I mean, we got to taste what having a retail space would actually be like. And uh, let me tell you, it was... I could I could see myself moving into that world. It was fun. I like really? I like greeting people when they walk in the door and, you know, knowing all these different makers and being able to connect the dots for these people that I feel like, oh, you would collaborate really good with this. Look at this work. You know, and I actually like had it right in front of me to be able to show folks and everyone that was in our group and selling with us were all local and so many people had no idea that we made this kind of local stuff. So we have like fabulous prints and we have you know button-ups and t-shirts and pens and posters and i was like what else do we have it's hell even some of us have started moving into the ceramics world and we're kind of bringing that into it which is kind of cool because we've steered away from kind of that very typical handmade aspect because those folks already have a lot of maker markets and whatnot going on for them so yeah, it's a lot of just more designer goods. Nice. Ooh, and Memphis is rich with great designers, mm. great creatives mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'd see what you and, and several other very interesting folks around town are doing to create space. You know, being a queer person in Memphis is very much about, like, you know, getting in, mm. into that space and oh, yeah. then finding a way to budget open just a little bit more, get mm-hmm. a couple more friends in there. How many friends can I fit in this yes. loft? Yes. Who can who can come in? Who can Join come me. with me? That's what yeah. it's all about. Yes. It's, it's no fun going at it alone. No, it's it too, is and no it's fun. It's too easy to be. I think yeah. in the South and in a city of the way that um, Memphis is spread out and laid out. It can be easy to isolate yourself, mm-hmm. uh, speaking as somebody that has been doing a lot of isolating <laughs> recently, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so easy to also you know, reach out and start to forge is, that community is. here, which yeah. is something that I love. No, I was uh, sitting up at the Wonder Co-work space today where our current pop-up is... Um, 
And I mean, it was just like people were texting me throughout the time that I was sitting there working. And we're like, hey, you still you still up there? I'm like, yeah, you know, they're like, OK, I'll be I'll be down in a little bit. And they would just like come up and set up shop. And next thing I knew, it was like we had I had a graphic designer on this side, Chris uh, Porter. I'm pretty sure is his last name. I'm trying to remember. Um, like Chris Porter was sitting here and another was like Katie Cooper. And then my friend Toonkey came by. He's an illustrator. And we were all just working, you know in the same space together and like that just having other people doing that just helps so much your productivity yeah not lone wolf in it yeah like, it's not you know, as cool as your, 90s anime made it look no you know sitting in your pajamas or nothing at home on your laptop probably in bed there's probably some like half-eaten sandwich near you or something you know <laughs> and just, an open bill on the dresser oh yeah it's just like not that's not the kind of quality working environment that right, right. everyone is looking for well, because we're social animals, like we're not, we're not supposed to just like go at it alone all the time. I think that that really makes our brains work in a strange way. Even at work at my day job, you know, if I need to be in my cubicle, <laughs> I feel like it's very hard to focus and get anything oh, done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, how about we go ahead and shift gears yes. over to our second guest. Wow. Hello, hello. Now, I, of course, have to give you a, a magnificent drag show introduction right. as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hankies in the air and crack open your hymnal to page 333 and cheer and squeal for the one and only Miss Imogene Austin Grapper. Oh my God, it's me. <laughs> it's <Yes>. Imogene. <laughs> Now, I know her as Hubie Doobie, but the world knows her as I'm a Jean. So, do tell like, tell us what you do and why you're here. Uh, well, I'm a show director at Drew's Place. Um, I have my third Thursday shows, the third Thursday of each month there. Uh, I try to rotate guests in it. And then also this coming new year. Uh, the third Sundays in January, we're going to start having gospel brunch and drag show. Ooh, in 2019. Yeah, <clears throat> I love that concept. I just got the final artwork today, so it will be going on Facebook soon live. It's uh, in draft mode right now, but it's fabulous. It was designed by a student of mine, Nathan Ashby, who does the design work for the Orpheum. Oh, nice. Yeah, wow. so I just ask him, hey, would you like to do this? I'll promise you a pie a month. Amagene <laughs> makes the most delectable. <clears throat> is that right? Diabolically delectable pies. And what flavors do you make them in, Miss Amagene? Uh, lemon blueberry and chocolate buttermilk. But I have experimented and done like uh, different versions of fruit and different versions of chocolate. Ooh, Ooh. You, I think I think for uh, one auction in the future. You just throw a filthy pie in there somewhere, a cigarette-flavored pie. <laughs> tap the ash now, in I there. I did make one that was pretty fancy with uh, malted milk balls in the chocolate buttermilk. Ooh. It sounded decadent. Ooh. I know. I bet that person went home really happy. <laughs> I'm sure they did. So I'm I'm a, Hold on, time well, out. Well, I'm a little upset with you. Why are you upset with me? Because I had no idea that she makes pies. Yeah, we could have had a pie brought into us for the oh. show. Oh, oh. You just hear us eating pie the entire time. <laughs> it could have been our pregame, okay? And then we were all sugared up. Mm. You dropped the bomb off, I'm sorry. Now, now so speaking sorry. of my pies, I have another graphic designer that is doing uh, the labeling for um, my pies, and I'm going to brand them and trademark them. Branded and trademarked. Mm. So, Miss Imogene is just 
cream of the crop <laughs> when it comes to drag in Memphis. Imogene, how how long have we known each other now? I believe I met you that one time you beat me in a pageant. It was for <laughs> Miss Drew's by, by act. Um, correction, we we both lost. Oh, we did. We both lost. I just came in second. <laughs> but she did beat me. She she got one up on me in the pageant. By like one point, <laughs> I'm sure. But I mean, who's laughing now? Because you're the current I'm, reigning Miss Drew's, Drew's place. Yes. Or Miss Drew's mm-hmm. bar. And you beat everybody. Yes. <laughs> you beat everybody that night. It was a fun night. Um, I did my own routine for it. And it was, a, as usual, a little Imogene mm. magic in there. It was a little plain song that we made dirty, you mm. know. Because Imogene, <laughs> I, oftentimes when people are like, so, you know, who are some of like the drag queens that you really admire in this town and who, who is interesting to you? I'm immediately like, well, Imogene Austin Crapper is a, <laughs> is a very interesting case study. Let me tell you, I... Describe you as uh, if John Waters wrote a character for a movie who was a dirty church lady. Yes. Because that, I feel like that encompasses <laughs> everything that comes in your real your wheelhouse. Well, you know, I do play a dirty church lady in the Friends of George's plays. Yeah. Oh, she's an Junior. actress. <laughs> yes. She's an actress. I'm Beverly Ann Hawkins in those plays. A good Christian woman. Oh, hallelujah. That is also Republican. Oh, oh, (laughs) both attractive qualities. Wow. But I play her well. Um, Right now, I think the last play, she went to jail. So I don't know if she's going to be in the next play or not. I think she's going to be in the pokey. She may be having (laughs) having a reprieve, like gaining popularity in the jail cells. But we do do three plays a year, Um, a Christmas play. Uh, and then in the spring, we do Dragnificent. I think Dragnificent is going to be a 70s disco oh, theme this time. So Imogene will be doing disco. And then we're going to do a murder mystery. <gasps> oh. So I could possibly be the the villain in that one as well i don't know if i'll be male or female in the play Ooh, well if y'all are looking for a young ingenue (laughs) i would happily audition seeing as my schedule is looking clearer and clearer we're always looking for fresh faces at friends of georgia i don't know if i have a fresh face but (laughs) seeing as i'm uh, with this winter weather i'm slowly morphing into a lizard woman friends of georgia is a, a, a 501c3 organization that all the money that we make from the plays we donate to uh a different charity in memphis each play oh that's awesome and can you tell me a little bit about the history of friends of george's you were imogene works with a lot of different organizations around town she's very she's very well connected (laughs) well um it started um i think with a reunion the the and they called it the friends of george's reunion george's was a bar that was on marshall where um 616 and Spectrum R, that used to be a gay bar called George's. So in modern day, kind of the, you know, I suppose that'd be right in the middle of the edge district. Yeah, it's in the edge. So George's was in two places then. Yes, it was there and it was was also on on the river. No, I went to George's one one on Madison. Yeah, on Madison as well. Yeah, so it's three actual places that George's were. GDI on the river is what they called it, George's on the river. Um, And then... The first one, I think, is the one that you're talking about, the one that was on mm-hmm. Madison. Back before Memphis had electricity yeah. and all that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> once they did that, they got together and uh, wrote a play. And from the minute that I went to that first play, I knew I had to be a part of this group, 
you know, because I was like so enamored with this play. And ever since then, the next play, I went out and I tried the audition out for it and have been in numerous plays ever since because they, they all revolve around the same characters with different storylines, each play. So the characters come back and I, I played a car salesman, a Baptist lady, uh, a ship captain one time, just did whatever they write for me, I play it. Oh my gosh, that sounds just like the fact that that opportunity is there in Memphis. Like, I just, I'm always excited to see drag and the queer arts and interesting spaces. And this is a little bit different. We do do a bit of pantomime, but uh, this is real acting. Yeah. You know, it's a little step up. I love it. From just your normal drag. Exactly. Which, you know, I think that right now in modern day, like, we're getting everyone's sort of restless and eager to expand spaces in drag and expand, mm-hmm. you know, where a drag queen or a drag entertainer, so to speak, to be much wider and much more diverse, uh, belongs or can be. So uh, I think that you're a big part of that in this city. I'm also uh, president and chairman of the board at the Mystic Crew of Pegasus Memphis. Yes. What's that now? We are Memphis's only Mardi Gras crew. I'm jealous. I want to be on it. Oh, come come join yeah, us. Because, you know, we, go. we, we I have feel a Mardi like, Gras thing going on Yeah, now. Y'all need your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this, this is, these are two flavors that go very well together. Well, our ball is going to be January 26th this year Ooh. at Minglewood Hall. And we have the one, the only, Alaska <gasps> That yeah. will be co-emceeing the ball. You brought the entire state of Alaska. We sure did. That's Whoa! We needed some How'd help. How'd you get it on a plane? <laughs> it was it was easy because it's all broken up right now. Oh, <laughs> damn. I, put it in separate oh, damn. <laughs> I was wondering how to get that in there. Oh, ouch! No, no. This is the drag queen Alaska, winner of RuPaul's uh, second season of All Stars. Ooh, yeah. We're gonna have a meet and greet um, before the ball. And then she'll come in at the second half of the ball to help uh, co-MC. Nice. And I'll be giving a speech. Uh, It's going to be our biggest ball yet because normally at this point, we're still trying to sell out. And we've already sold out of the ball though. now. Hell yes. Ooh, success. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be our biggest ball yet. And you know I love big balls. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> I am. Well I was going to go there, and I just decided to back off. But okay. I'll tell you the first time. I can't remember the first time that I met you. I'm a genius. It had to be at Drew's. I mean, it, in it a was a show together. It was definitely, definitely one of Bev's shows that we were in. Yeah, it was. We we can do it by process of elimination. Yeah. It's definitely within my first month to month and a half of doing drag. It was definitely one of the late great Beverly Hills' shows. Because she, you know, Bev kept very interesting company (laughs) and I got folded in to that and uh, people didn't quite know what to do with me, but you were always so sweet and so supportive. And the minute that I saw you, I was like, I love her. (laughs) I must hang out with her more. (laughs) And and you've been my auntie ever since. We have a regular ritual, which we need to... We need to get together and have and dinner and spill the tea. Yes. Because there, there are a few Over people. Hot that, tea at Casablanca. Exactly. Ooh, who have the best mm. tea in the world. Uh, there are a few people that I'll, I'll like make it piping hot and then spill the tea with. I'm a gene. We can, we can spill some tea. <laughs> no holds barred. Yes, we can, can't we? <laughs> Take no prisoners. Scorched earth. <laughs> but the first time that like I was exposed to your performance style and your drag, I was like, Oh, she's just, she's 
wicked <laughs> wicked i was like oh you were and the and the smoky little bar you were taking us straight to church yeah. and and getting to see people um react to the way that you do drag you know you've got a little something you know there's a little it's always a little filth element there's always a little comedy element and but you are known for doing these kind of classic country songs. Like I love the um, take the ribbon from my hair oh, performance that you do. Oh, I love that one. I love that. I haven't done that one in a while. I just, uh, you've always got, you know, it's never a, an over convoluted production. You make sure that the eye is on you, that audience members get the joke and that they're included in the performance somehow. Like you ain't been to a drag show until you've been to a drag show where Imogene is lip syncing and a hundred people were waving white hankies in the air to looking for a city, (laughs) looking for a city. They love that song. And you know, that 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 was lost for a while and I brought it back and I actually had people tell me, we're so happy that you brought that song back and let other people see what it's like because we love it so much. And we thought it was gone. Uh, when the great Safonda Peters uh, did it, you know, it was her trademark song. So it's an honor for me to do that song. And the bar and the crowd just get into it. The little napkins are everywhere when we're done. <laughs> There's nothing better Sorry, than that. Drew's Place staff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, I've covered that floor in worse things than napkins. Oh, yeah. So my roses? daughters, <laughs> my roses that I've chewed up and spat out. Yes. My lovely sister, Sissy Fist, covered it in, um, in shampoo, her first performance <laughs> and conditioner. So, I mean, it was, it was cleaner, but it was a little slick Ooh. at that point. I'm oh. glad I wasn't in that uh, show. That was, I'd have failed. That's how you, you drag show etiquette is um, be careful with your confetti. Be careful with your, your liquids. <laughs> be, be careful with your props in general. And never, ever have a live animal in your show. No. no. Just looking at you. Always use kimchi. a stuffed animal. Yeah. It's just, you don't, you just, you know, what are you going to do? Like, carry lizards in your pantyhose like i mean i think it'd be fabulous to have that you already did that have a i mean there's only one lizard in my pantyhose. oh god <laughs> i tell you what though i had a lot of fun uh last weekend i was uh, at a private party at the pink palace oh where i dressed in two uh versions of divine you and, did divine very well Oh, thank you i did the female trouble divine where uh she has the one-armed um leopard print outfit and then i did the pink flamingo divine the iconic red the dress iconic red dress all you needed was dress. a revolver yes. in your hand i didn't want to bring a revolver with well, me because not it scares people you know not to a museum <laughs> but it's memphis come on i know but this is all germantown people doing oh, this part that's not i'd have scared them yeah don't, they scare me <clears throat> yeah, oof, yeah but the ironic thing about it is i went to go do my number and it was supposed to be divine's version of walk like a man and when the music drops, it's Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons bought like a man. So I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll just go with it. And <laughs> just went with it, you know, and just did it. You improvise. Know? Yeah. Just improvise yeah. it. Yeah. I, lo- I like doing boy songs or songs by male singers and drag. I do Brandon Flowers every now and then. Though I think it puts the audience to sleep, but I get my judge. So. I'm going to, um, in this next year sometime, I'm going to be a part of Freak Nasty's Disney show nice. at Drew's where I'm going to do Ursula. Yeah. Oh, and oh. I've, I've done Ursula on stage before, but I'm going to actually sing the song. The song. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Live singing. Great. Well, 
ladies and gentlemen and everyone outside of in in between now that we're all at the table we've all been introduced why don't we round table a little bit for the next a few minutes as we close out the show so shelda has been waiting in the wings just listening to us gab and lisa is here and imogene is here and i'm here here. yes so miss lisa how about how about i turn it over to you is there a conversation starter Anything you got on your mind? Well, maybe the fact that we were all on a magazine cover that's coming up shortly. Yes. Because we're all queer movers and shakers in this city. Yes, we are. And Imogene has prefaced us because she is on the current cover. We're talking about a oh, Focus no, magazine. No, no, I'm not on the cover. The centerfold? No. No, no, no. What? I thought I thought that was the cover. The, mm. There is a wonderful picture of y'all at a Thanksgiving table. No, that's I'm not in that photo. What? No. I swore that you were. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Lord, how did it, I just inserted you into that I've picture? I've never been on the cover before, but what? I have been uh, in an article inside. Okay, well, dang. I could have swore that you were in that photo. <laughs> and the corner. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we need to get you on, on the cover soon. Because <laughs> pretty well, much everybody sitting at this table is always about lifting other people up. Yes. Yeah. You know, that is that is what it is about. Um that's what family time is about. Both of these people have lifted me up. Oh. Just, like, just like a good support bra. <laughs> Y'all have lifted and separated. Right to, your, right to your chin. You know? Yes, just because right Shelda, before any of y'all knew me, Shelda knew me. Oh. And Shelda saw me. You um, have come such a long way. <laughs> oh, Lord. What <laughs> it, uh, Shelda, what was, what was Little Mothy like at 18? Well, had a head full of hair. It was red, <laughs> oh, um, if you can imagine that. Uh, and just a ball of emotion. It's just a ball of emotion. I mean, yeah. Sad. All, all the emotions. Sadness. I had a rough fucking year <laughs> so mom question what was shelda like at 18 well you you didn't know me at 18 you knew me at 19 i knew oh, you at 19 because she oh. she was an upperclassman so. she already had that year in yeah. yes sure did. shelda was <laughs> very i mean the shelda that i know today is like this very fully realized shelda you're you're uh Shelda shines. You really do. You're a rock star. Lisa Kev, as people were coming up to, while we were sitting outside, (laughs) like waiting to get ready to do the podcast, like several people came up and just started talking to Shelda. Shelda's very connected. Uh, You really are a rock star. But you've always been that way. Like you're very much a social butterfly. You make people feel quite safe. And just, you're a fun gal to hang out with. And I was always, uh, I really admired your chill when it come, came to your creativity because I had no chill and no grace yeah. and the way that I moved through <laughs> our time at MCA. Though I'm very proud. Jumped pr- through. Yeah. More like it. Yeah. I feel like. I clawed through yeah. on my belly. At points. Um, at points. But I always enjoyed getting to see you make work and see the mm. way that the see, mechanics of your mind work. create. Well, and we're on, on very different sides of the yes. spectrum and that you, you know, as a designer are very like bright and incandescent and, mm. um, but still, you know, deal with a lot of concepts that are, are unique and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you deal with a lot of nostalgia. I see I nostalgia as a huge inspiration in your work. It totally is. Um, 
and acceptance. It was just always, I always am not so nostalgia, wonderful to see okay? It. You cannot go there. <laughs> <laughs> now coming to the stage, Nostalgia Jones. <laughs> but, and Imogene lifted me up because, you know, there was, there was a time when, as I was getting started, there were not a lot of people that, you know, got what I was doing or going for. And, and, but you did, yeah. you did because you were just like, you know, just leave her alone. Let her figure things out. Let her blossom. Aww. Let her blossom. Let her blossom. And blossom. I did darling. <laughs> and it was just, it was always, it's always been such a pleasure to know that like, no matter what's going on, you've been in my corner. Um, yeah. Having, having some good hands on your shoulder really account for a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, in the future, look for me in the um, little film about Memphis Queer. That's right. Okay, so yeah. can we talk about that? Yes, yeah. I want to hear about this. Um, our, somebody came to our show that we did at, at Rhodes. Yeah. Imogene <clears throat> and I did a, Imogene did a fabulous makeup demo uh, that complimented a lecture that I did at Rhodes College a few weeks ago. That was about 100 years of drag. Or, well, it was more than 100 years. It's just I'm about so what it means to be a queer body throughout history and your queer body was not in that audience and i'm still heard about it Sheila, ouch sheila caddy imogene got approached with a unique yeah, opportunity that yeah night. so the, this guy comes up to me and, and um he asked me would you be interested in coming down to crosstown and uh you know, let me film the whole process of you getting ready. And I'm like, oh well, God. it's going to be a three hour process. I hope yes. you're ready for this. And so we did. And his name is John Crawford. And uh, so we, we shot all of it and it's all in. He sent me some stills from it. They look great. I uh, can't wait to see, you know, the finished film. It's going to be cool. Oh, oh my God. And it's like you get to make your mark on Memphis a little bit. With something oh, like that. That's cool. <clears throat> that's the, it, it was a beautiful opportunity that just landed in my life. Wow. And that's what happens in Memphis. Like, you know, we're a small enough city to where, like, eventually you're going to cross paths with somebody who's doing something mm-hmm. really cool that mm-hmm. complements the really cool thing that you've already got going. So it's just inevitable. Hence my my partner in crime that's across <laughs> <Yeah>. the table. <laughs> Lisa used to always say, like, she'd shake her head and she'd be like, man, I'm Lining myself with a drag queen. I just, <laughs> how, how low does one sink? <laughs> and pretty low, Lisa. Pretty right. low. <laughs> I got no sense of dignity. It's okay. But one thing I would say that kind of self um, patting myself on the back, but all of us, we're everyone that's sitting at this table is a very nice person. And mm. that is a way to get through life. The reason we bring people around us is because we treat people the way we want to be treated. And it's mm-hmm. very evident. You know? I mean, so there, you're a nice person, Sheldon. Oh. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the most punk rock thing in the world, but I, th- I think that we could use more nice, like, punks in the world. Like, you know, we, we can mosh and hug at the same time. We can. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I do believe and everyone outside of and in between, of course. I do believe that it's time for us to start wrapping up. So, final, what, let's go around the table. Final comments. Miss Shelda, is there anything that you want to tell the world out there? Hmm, Any events um, coming up or something you want to? Yeah, anything to plug? Hmm, Not me. Oh. My dance card's full. Let's see. What to plug? I think that really the, the next couple of things that I'm working on and excited for are the Memphis Comedy Festival that's coming up in April Hell and yeah. uh, Choices Condominium event, which I am also working on, oh, and wow. all of that look and feel, and it's 
one of the biggest events I think I've gotten my hands on, and I'm so happy to have my hands on it. Can't wait to work with them more. Me too. (laughs) What you got? What you got going in the coming months? um, The coming months. uh, Well, Sunday, you know, is going to be my sixth. Uh, I'm Gina Friends fundraiser. It's going to be my first fundraiser is Mysteries Place. And it'll be combined with the Mystic Crew of Pegasus. And it usually is a big deal. It's a huge show. It has all kind of entertainers in it and everything. So that's happening this Sunday. This podcast will probably be out before or after, you know, this is already done. Mm -hmm. But also keep in mind, third Thursdays each month, Drew Place. Uh, at At what time? 1030 show at 1030 and does it cost anything no not no. on thursday only a kiss yeah <laughs> you must give me a dollar when you come to the stage and then also don't forget about my gospel show starting in january it'll be the third sundays in january i will be there yes oh, I it can't is going to be so much fun we're, we're looking so forward to this oh, and that's... also looking forward to the ball <sighs> i actually am going to do a speech at the ball and i'm going to try to do like um Somewhat based on Alaska's very, very, you know, gut-wrenching speech she did at the funeral. But I just want to tie some aspects of that speech into it. I've already got my speech writer. Marvelous. And so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the ball. Oh my goodness. Very forward. I'm, I'm going to be Queen Elizabeth at the ball. Oh, my gosh. Oh my <laughs> Perfection. <laughs> and now, Miss Lisa, do you... Now, something that we've got to plug is our next Family Time show. This is true. Will is be true. New Year's Eve. Oh, my goodness. New Year's yes. Eve? Really? And, where, and where will it be? At our sponsor. At our sponsor, which is Midtown Crossing awesome. Grill. And uh, it'll start around... I don't know. We'll probably get started around eight, 8 o'clock, 9 Nine-ish. We've got... Oh, Lisa's giving me eyes. She's like, eight's too early, Eight baby. is too early, baby. Eight's too early, baby. But, um, so if you're interested, please come. It's going to be a variety out. show that you will not believe. We and got comedy. We got music. We got drag. We got burlesque. We got cabaret. And good company. Midtown Queer. Hell yeah. It's going to be a great show. Yes, it will. And we'll just, like, get ready to welcome in the new year. Because I don't know about y'all, but like 2019 can die in a ditch. <laughs> Sorry, was that was that negative? That was kind of negative. It was kind of negative. <laughs> I, mean, I, it's I, been a long I got year. a house and a new wig this year. It's fine. Hey, I won two competitions. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I'm a jeans like, fuck off, Moffy. <laughs> like, you, you, you did. You took, you took it home. You made out mm. of 2018 like a bandit. Yeah, I, I made 2018 my bitch. Yes. I? So did Michelle, though. I, know. I was so like, I've been, I've been had a decent good. year. Despite all of the political climate, I know. Um, but like in my personal life, it's been great. I did two pop ups. I got a new job. I got, got married. married. I'm going to Disney World for Christmas. Me it's too. Be great. Wait, really? What? Really? What? what? Oh, okay. We, we'll talk about oh, this later. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to plan. I'm going to go to Puerto Vallarta for Christmas Ooh. this year. The first Ooh. time ever. It's at least now we Yes. I'm going to go to Drew's. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we love you. This has been Family Time with Lisa Michaels and and Shelda Edwards and Mm. Imogene Austin Grabber. Thank you so much. Always thank you all for being here and giving us your time. It's been a pleasure. It's all about you. And we'll see you all very soon as we uh, step into this new year. But we love you and to all those out there listening. Uh, and hearing me and Lisa, we love you as well, and know that you've always got a home with us. Hell yes. And bye. Bye, y'all.
Family Time Podcast is an OAM production available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and the OAMnetwork.com. Your hosts were Lisa Michaels and Moth Moth Moth, produced by Gil Worth, logo by Legends of Shelda Design and Illustration. You can find Lisa Michaels on Facebook and also on Instagram at Looks Like Lisa and Moth on Instagram at Magical Miss Mothy. TheOAMnetwork.com. Power to the podcast.